Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to episode 59 of the One Perspective to Another podcast. This week we have another special guest, but just wanted to first give a shout out to Anchor. Give a shout out to Two Oak. Shout out to them. Go check them out. Lincoln, uh, all their information is in the bio. But this week, I definitely wanted to just touch real quickly on two things. The first one being I just binge watched Euphoria. It is one of the most deep diving, just out of the water, just bomb of shit. Definitely want to do a podcast about that. And then secondly, I just want to touch base real quick on this Jay-Z and Colin Kaepernick shit. The compartmentalizing side of me just wants to state or just get people to understand that Jay-Z is a capitalist. Jay-Z is going to do whatever he has to do to get money. We always talk about black people getting wealth and accumulating wealth. And I know people have the argument against why do you have to do with the NFL? Colin Kaepernick went to court to get his settlement he settled in court for the reasons in which he was being blackballed from the nfl that is independent of his protesting of social injustice and systematic racism in america like those are all different entities do they all have connections yes but they're all independent topics colin kaepernick's beef with the nfl was settled he settled in court for that he made that decision to do that him and him doing the three years still no work of course is this still happening yes but he settled outside of court to being blackballed that's the decision for him to make and whatever he wants to do doesn't take away him doing anything with his impact and what he did and what he's doing for people that's just my two cents on it. Jay-Z is going to do whatever he has to do. We don't know the plan. Only thing we can do is hope and wait and see to see what happens. That's my little two cents. Maybe I'll dive in deeper on it this or next week. But like I said, we got a special guest. But um, yeah, the last thing, just touching quickly on the perspective thing of motivation versus discipline motivation is something that you get or you receive outwards it's an outward entity that brings you to do something and my thing and things that i struggle with in doing personally is finding the discipline side of things the things that come from within the discipline to do the same things that you want to achieve and accomplish without having to be motivated your core values that bring you that great fulfillment of doing the things that you love and the things that you like and getting money and going places and just being happy and dealing with mental health and mental well-being body well-being teeth well-being brushing your teeth waking up in the morning all that shit but definitely gonna do a podcast on that too but i'm kind of upset that i didn't watch you for it before i had this conversation with my special guest but without further ado want to introduce you to a great and very special friend of mine, value friend, my podcast, 16 plus years of a friendship, a female boss, a black queen entrepreneur, Miss Sydney Reed. We talk about relationship stuff. We talk about red flags, the definition of 
conversation and what conversations consist of making sure people understand the parameters of a relationship being an individual coming into a relationship so tell me what you think listen dive in questions comments concerns let me know just just a little teaser of the things that i want to do with people and just deep dive into shit but without further ado for the third time here is miss sydney reed kind of more of an interview style just getting some vibes and just hearing a different perspective for once so here we go tell me what you think check it out what are we talking about today good morning good afternoon good evening welcome to the one perspective to another podcast with a special guest right here today what are we talking about i don't know what we're talking about you're in a real she's a real estate mogul real estate giant (laughs) don't be modest in the making so i just had a brilliant discovery about llc's and that you can buy a house or property with your llc and it doesn't even affect your own personal name what is it ein counts as your social security number Mm -hmm. magic money tell people how they can get these loopholes you're the real estate mogul first of all let me explain something to you all that are listening to this podcast Uh i have told aaron this so many times um we have chatted about how to make real estate work for you how you can build generational wealth we have had this conversation so many times and aaron does not listen to me <laughs> so can you buy a home or a property with an llc yes are there loopholes to make it lucrative yes you have to listen to someone that knows what they're talking about aaron and then it'll work for you as she just said but I like to do my own research, as I've said many times on this podcast, and just seeing things for yourself and then understanding. Shout out to being at Whole Foods right now and this random guy who looks like a bootleg version of Andre 3000 mixed with uh, the dude from the Black Eyed Peas was just mean mugging. But that's beside the point. So, uh, yeah, he was. You didn't see it. Um, But, yeah, just like I said, I don't know. I think podcasts like. 56 when i was talking about warren buffett and his charities and his money and him getting uh billions of dollars to his children and where you can make a charity and get paid five percent of it tax-free and that is a fucking loophole and that's something that i want to bring wealth to for people for people of color to figure out these things and find these things out because it's it's very pivotal because i don't want people to be out here broke and not have no income or no source of income that's personally why I take my time and like try to figure these things out. Talk to people like Sydney over here and try to get my claim to fame. But I'm in. Into- finally introduced me, guys. He finally introduced me. How long have we been talking? Like two, three minutes. I didn't even know who they were talking to. Did you didn't even introduce me? Until I that. did introduce her. Her name is Sydney. She's a real estate mogul. She didn't hear the intro on the podcast because she wasn't actively listening and comprehending the podcast because she was so stuck on what are we going to talk about but when you podcast flow it just flows how are you feeling today what's new in your world how does it feel to be a superstar (laughs) first of all i am not a superstar yet all right i'm a normal person i just have two really dope jobs um what's going on my world today nothing much i got up got myself together went to the gym had a great class came to whole foods And then I bought my breakfast. I bought my lemonade to have with my breakfast. And then I had been texting Aaron earlier this morning because he was trying to help me get some Jordans. 
<laughs> and they sold out. Um, so we were joking about that, and then bringing it back to Whole Foods. Anyways, I bought the lemonade, sat down, eating the breakfast, and then realized I could not open <laughs> my lemonade on my own. So I called him, and then he came up here to kick it with me, telling me about his sexcapades from yesterday with all of his girlfriends. But you know, he's taking the photo away from me now. This is uh, probably going to be the first podcast that I've ever edited. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Don't let uh, people no, make up lies about you, because I don't know what she's talking about. But anywho, uh, she just caught. Benefit of having a really good friend. That literally, Aaron and I have known each other um, since high school. I'm a year or two younger than you. Two. Thirty-one. Okay, so we're almost two years apart. I've known Aaron since I was fourteen, going into high school freshman. Um, but yeah. Literally, that's the benefit of having a really good friend. If you can't open a lemonade, you call Aaron, and he will come to your rescue. She just described a damsel in distress. <laughs> and as I was turning into Whole Foods, she's looking at me crazy, waving her lemonade in front of the uh, front of me with random people looking at me, looking hella crazy and stuff. But it's all good. But uh, yeah, I'm that kind of stand-up guy, I guess you can say. Not everybody I open up lemonades for. Just know that everybody out there listening, for you evil people out there in the world, you know who you are. (laughs) Okay. Well, I consider myself lucky. Aaron's one of my best friends ever. Literally been friends. Been friends since I was fourteen. So almost like what, sixteen years ago? Long time. Long, long, long time. It's crazy. It's a whole entire teenager. But I'm thankful because good friendships are super hard to come by. And I'm super grateful for our friendship. Super grateful. I'm pretty sure that some of my gray hairs have come from her. But it's all good, though. As she gasps and... I'm not blaming him, blaming her for... Don't blame that on me. Yeah, that's true. I was, I did have my first gray in high school. But that's, that's just my Nigerian roots. I'm old, but my skin is beautiful and perfect. Check out my Instagram. Welcome to Wakanda forever. Um, yeah, bro. Do you have anything else you want to tell the people? Let the people know about you. What are your thoughts on life, love? What do you think about love? What do you think about life? What do you think about? We're gonna get into a love conversation. If you want to, it's a podcast. What do you want to talk about? What is your definition of what? Um, a well-rounded relationship of two people consists of let the people know oh, oh god my definition as of today which is what august 17th 2019 oh my definition of a well-rounded relationship is having two people that are whole by themselves that know what is what's happy what what's happiness to each one of them individually before they come together and then they never stop trying never stop working on said relationship because relationships are work unfortunately our generation is made to think that you know you really don't have to work for a relationship or if it gets tough then you can just walk away yes you can always put someone else in that spot and sometimes you should like just because you got, it looks like you should work on paper doesn't necessarily mean that it will but 
um, it should be two people that really know each other. They need to know themselves individually. They need to know their partner. They need to study their partner. Um, and that are working toward a common goal. So, and you need to have a bunch of conversations prior to getting into a relationship to know if that person is, if it's worth getting into a relationship with that person. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm really big on conversations. I will go out on a date and have a great conversation, but know that that guy is not meant to be a partner of mine. Or I can go on a date and have a great conversation with someone and then want to see what could happen as a result of said conversation and result of that date. So, I mean, it is what it is. So you explain that. And what you explained, I personally think it's something that is very rare. Something that is extremely rare for two people to know what love is themselves and be a complete individual by themselves and come to love. How hard do you feel that is as a woman to find that within a man? (laughs) (laughs) Finding that within it. You know what? I don't... I think that finding an emotionally intelligent man... Key word. Say it again for the people. Emotionally intelligent? Yes. Okay. So finding an emotionally intelligent man is really... uh, I think it's made difficult because society doesn't make it a a thing for men, right? Like, we, we put so much on women that... I don't want to say this like women are 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 socialized to be emotionally intelligent men are not men don't even have to worry about their emotions half the time and that's where you get the disconnect between men and women but like I said if I meet somebody um and I can kind of tell that maybe emotionally he isn't where I want him to be or where I need him to be to be a partner then I'll just call it like you can be my friend but it's not going anywhere also you have to really want to change emotionally and grow because that's a lot it's a lot of work and it is not easy and most people start it they see how hard it is and they're very comfortable staying wherever they are and they don't want to grow or they can put on the facade for a little bit and then you know you get comfortable in a relationship and they just revert back to whatever they were doing. And you and you just pointed out a very important thing that I have a question about. Okay. Shout out to all the traffic noise, but it's a live podcast, so <laughs> fuck it. Um, I wasn't planning on doing this, folks. He kind of just... <laughs> I guess this is my payback for having him open up my lemonade. No, it's not payback. It's just opportunity. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> um... As you explained in a relationship and you figure out that he is not emotionally available as a woman, do you then choose to be to continue or some women particularly, I feel, will know that and still use or create the narrative of them, the relationship becoming a situationship, knowing fair and all reasons why that it's not going to work and then they blame the man for the choices that they made knowing that he is not capable of being emotionally intelligent right there yeah. she's nodding her head right now i think she has yeah. something really good to say i do <laughs> it's 
So as you were speaking, all I was going to say was just honestly, when you see a man and he is showing you every reason to run, run. <laughs> like there's no reason to stay. He can absolutely, he can be in your life, but maybe not in the capacity of being a partner. Maybe that's a friend. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a friend. I, there's this guy that I met. I had just broken up with this guy I was dating and I'm minding my business and I'm literally having lunch. He comes up to me and we spark the conversation. We had lunch together, not intentionally, but like he was having lunch, I was having lunch. He sat down next to me, had lunch together, whatever. In the midst of that lunch, he asked me out on a date. And I was like, oh shit. Cause I really didn't want to say yes, but then I didn't, I was like, well, how do I not know? He couldn't be like a fun date. Like, I don't, I don't know that he's not. What I ended up doing, we didn't, we never went on a date. Never once did we go on a date, but I would always chat with him. Like he would call me and we'd get in these really good conversations. But within those conversations, he was throwing red flags, left, right, right, sideways, up, up, down, every which direction. And I knew there was no, there was no way. There was no way that there would ever be a healthy relationship between the two of us. Um, so that's just the homie. Like, you know what I mean? If no, if there's a red flag, leave it alone. Stop pretending like there's someone's not showing you all the red flags in the world. Don't think that someone's gonna, you can change, you cannot change anybody, FYI. You can't change anyone. They have to want to change for themselves. And that takes a lot, like I said earlier about the emotional intelligence. It takes a lot to change. I hear you on that, and that's a very uh, linear, linear, is that a word I'm saying in wrong, linear perspective. I want to talk more to the people who aren't in your shoes and the people who are deeper, who know those things, who've been in the situationship, who've been in those relationships and been deep and have the fuck buddies and have the people that they just do shit with. Like, how do they go about and from a woman's perspective how do they see these red flags and still think that it can just magically turn into a a white flag and everything will just be perfect is it hope is it the women's intuition is it women's nurturing like what goes through a woman's mind when they think i'm in this situation knowing farewell that he's not the guy but still is that deep I think a lot of the times women are hoping against hope. To be completely honest, I think that women hope against hope that you are going to be the you're going to be the reason why he changes. And to be completely honest, mm. Mm. can I cast on this? Yeah. Oh, this is explicit. <laughs> I've been holding myself back because, bitch, you can't stop him from doing nothing he don't want to do. If he wants to be out there doing whatever with whoever he's going to do it there's nothing that you can do to stop that not a baby don't don't have a baby by somebody why is that hope against hope so because of fairy tales look at how fairy tales are look at like it's really fucked up but i've been thinking about this a lot because i don't have children but i have um my my a lot of my good girlfriends have kids right and they're between the oldest ones like five but i've got like little cousins and stuff that i sit there and i've been i was watching like disney princess fairy tales and stuff and i'm sitting there and i'm thinking like women are socialized to think even as like from little kids on 
when a boy's mean to you, he likes you. When a boy runs away, chase after him. I'm not saying that that always isn't the case, because sometimes it is true. Like, sometimes people are socially awkward, and they do weird shit. But if someone is showing you all these red flags, I don't want people to learn lessons the hard way, but sometimes people have to learn lessons the hard way, right? Facts. So, unfortunately, some people have to get their heart broken. Sometimes people have to get cheated on a billion and one times. Um, You know, I've been in, for the most part, kind of healthy relationships. I mean, each one of them has taught me a lesson. Um, But when I see a red flag, especially now... I've done a lot of emotional uh, growth in the last couple of years, but when I see something that's not right, I'll ask a question, and if I don't hear what I like or what I need to hear to keep going, I'm not going to keep going. You should not hope against hope. It more than likely, it more than likely is going to bite you in the ass. Maybe not now, but maybe later. Like if you, if someone says ladies out there if someone says if a man tells you i don't want to be in a relationship he doesn't want to be in a relationship it does not mean try harder it does not mean prove yourself to said man right yeah i totally agree and let me ask you this question going off of that narrative if women this is just my perspective going with the hand in hand of women being in the uh hopeless romantic like disney character cartoons like why do women assume that when a man tells you the truth of what he actually wants you assume that you have to do more and then segueing to next in the way a woman assumes the fairy tale that we're just magically supposed to know what to do or know what to comprehend when you talk about emotional intelligence and that being something that you want then you have to understand on the realistic side of it that comprehension and communication go hand in hand with that so if a man is what he is and communicates but you don't communicate to him what you need why do women get upset when you just don't magically know what the fuck that they want so why do why do women get pissed when we assume that men are because you guys are supposed to know no (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding no you guys are not supposed to know you're not mind readers i i honestly i haven't thought well no 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 it's yes it is an excellent question but i haven't thought that way since i was maybe like 15 like i didn't i know a lot of women a lot of women assume that men know what they're talking about sydney is perfect by the way so she doesn't have any of these quality flaws that i'm talking about but i just want a woman's perspective on this one time you know what i'm saying um you know i do what i can I do what I can. I am not perfect, guys. It's just, I'll, I'll tell you how I got to be this way. And I, I've been like this for years. This is nothing new for me personally. But everyone in my family is older than me. My parents had me, shit, 20 years into their relationship. They're very open with me. They would always talk with me. So we had very open and candid conversations about like, this is what fairy tales look like. This is what reality is. So, and I think it it got to be right around the time when I was like 14, 15, when, you know, I'd be like staring at a boy a little too hard and my parents would be like, all right, let's, let's have these conversations. But there were, we always had them. So it was nothing new to me when I was a teenager and we're having these conversations about like relationships and stuff like that. 
But I've no, I've no. Maybe when I was like 15, and I would hope against hope. Like, oh well, he still likes me. Da, 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 da. No, you show me. I'm so. This is kind of bad. I'm on a. I'm on my hype. Where listen, if you, if you show me, if you show me who you are, I believe it. That just is what it is. I've literally been like that since I was a teenager. So when I see women, especially women my age, and again, I have said this since I was a good like 19, 20. If I see women that aren't listening to what a man is telling you, hey, I don't want to be in a relationship, and they're still having sex with them. So yeah, they're having sex with you, but they don't really want a relationship. For a lot of women, when you start having sex with somebody, they are like, oh my God, I love him. And he's like, girl, you are one of like however many. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say it. What she's trying to say is when you get dignitized by it and then you have to make rash decisions and you don't have the thing that you personally have. Not a lot of people grow up. We've all been dignitized. I think every single woman, if a woman tells me she hasn't, she's fucking lying. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that you haven't but the thing that you explained first saying that the way that you were raised and the way that you were brought up not a lot of women have that solid of a foundation so how do you see those women in like comparing and contrasting like when a man tells you that how do you see that they what do they grasp toward grasp towards what do they lean on is it rap culture is it black culture is it like what do they lean on is it more the Disney character fairy tale or is it the way that they perceive love or the next thing that they saw as love because the way you saw love was from your parents they don't have that so what do you think the number one thing is that they got their like lean on towards mm. i mean i honestly can't speak for every woman because i don't just a generalization perspective i know but what it's hard for me to say because honestly i don't know maybe it was their upbringing maybe it's the way that Maybe it's their self-esteem. Maybe it's, um, you know, I hate to blame social media for a lot of stuff because I don't think social media is to blame for the way that people socialize. I think people, the way people socialize and, you know, how we deal with each other has nothing to do with social media. Social media just changes your access. It just changes who you're able to get to. But it doesn't change how you really behave. You know what I mean? Like, you, you would do that anyway. So to say that, are you okay? <laughs> I have to totally disagree with you on that because social media, yeah, when you're weak-minded and you have that perspective going into a relationship, there's a reason why social media is the way it is. When you see those relationship goals, there is no foundation of how you got to those relationship goals. So people aspire to it with no depth. Well, you know what I always find funny when I see relationship goals on Instagram is... People never are looking. They look at the, the, you know, the couple getting engaged and they've got this beautiful backdrop and the guy on bended knee and this girl getting this big ass sparkler. They see that, but they don't see, and they're not saying that the goals are okay. He and I got into a fight. He's doing this business venture. I don't want him to do it because it's taking a lot of money away from, you know, our budget. And I would much rather us be able to do a vacation or buy something else or, do, you know what I mean? Like that is my, I want to have a partner personally where I can have all of that. Like it, it's not all, here's the thing. 
and I'm jumping around and I'm sorry for everyone listening but it's true a lot of our generation tends to give up when something gets tough like if something gets tough and you and your partner aren't really getting along for a second it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to break up it will if you don't try and work at it but in her eyes it is what breaking up because shit got tough who is she with the girl the hypothetical girl we're talking about well i mean or vice versa either way not being gender i get it but i just kind of feel like everyone well i don't feel like i know everyone was born and raised with a different perspective of what love and relationships and what hard work and said relationships is and what they're willing and not willing to tolerate um just because i might say hey you know if we hit a rough patch it doesn't mean i'm running for the hills but for someone else it might be like you know what we shouldn't hit a rough patch at all (laughs) and fuck that rough patch bitch i'm out (laughs) you know what i mean it could be something totally different for somebody else it doesn't have to be my um what my idea of that is so and I, I think that's that's the hard part like for me finding a partner that is equally yoked is equally yoked but also finding a partner that may be completely different than me but is at least willing to figure it out that's not that easy but I don't think it's easy for anybody like I really don't I think a lot of people compromise and then they're pissed because they compromise on things that are like non-negotiables do you know what I mean? Like, some things are really major. You need to know. I think politically, you guys should align. You should know how the other one is spending their money. And not to say that you need to know every little minute detail. I don't mean that. But I mean, like, this person isn't going to get anxious and have an anxiety attack to the point where they're like, I'm going to go spend my last two grand at a casino because I'm going to hit and I'm going to win 200 grand. But really, that motherfucker ends up coming home 20 grand in the hole. Like I, that, you need to know if that if your partner is going to do that, which is why I said in the beginning, you and your partner really do need to have conversations and figure those things out before you jump into a relationship. If, if it's meant to happen, it'll happen, but you don't have to jump right in head over heels just because you know that person's fine like okay now what yeah nine times out of ten somebody gonna jump in because they are fine but that's beside the point but we've all done it we have all done it it's okay but it, it definitely is all right but what happens i hear what you're saying and like it's really hard just to even get half of what you just saw but how much of expectations and uh not comprehension of each other but more like compromising to each other and that's what i feel like dating is it's figuring out the other person but like going back to what we talked about earlier coming full circle like if you see the red flags in that like what stops you from going and figuring out like some of the things that you say you can fix like you can fix a person's like decision making you can fix a person's uh budgeting you can fix those things but you can't fix a person's core so when you love or you date a person you fall in love with a person how much of that person's core outweighs the love that you have for them like is that a part of the hope or is that something that's different okay again i can't speak on what other what other ladies do but what i can say is this i truly do believe in the 80 20 rule i don't think you're gonna get 100 percent of what you want out of one person i just 
I mean, I think you can get, can get pretty damn close, but there's going to be something because your partner is a human. They're good. You say the 80-20 rule. Would you say that a relationship is also not taking it the wrong way, but like a business and you're investing time, money, and love into something? So would you equate it to the same thing? If you want to use business terms, you could. I don't think people want... I mean, honestly, marriage was never based off of love. Like, the initial premise of marriage, of marriage was not based on love. It has changed. It has evolved. And the problem is that... People aren't honest about what they want. People are not honest about what they want. They will say whatever it takes to get that person in bed and in their life for X amount of time. And then it changes because they weren't honest. And the one hope that you have to have is that you and your partner grow. Shout out to town business, fire apartment, police station, 5 whoever it is. I think it might have been the police, but you know. You honestly just have to have you have to have honest conversations, and that's I think that's kind of what happens with me. Like I love to sit back and have conversations. It is legitimately my my favorite thing. I may or may not be dropping a podcast soon. Who knows? But I love having conversations, especially with the men that I'm dating. If I need to understand how your mind works, it's not. Yeah, we can hang out. Like, I love to go hang out. We can go, you know, catch live music, go on a drive, like, go grab brunch. I want to see everything before I make a decision on whether or not I actually want you to be my main. Okay? Because those, I need to know what I'm inviting into my life. That's it. I need to know what I'm inviting into my life. And that's what pisses me off when people are honest. Because I'm not asking for too much. Your honesty is not me asking for too much. You need to be honest with me so I know what I'm getting myself into. That's the 80-20 That is. But I need to know what I'm getting myself into. Don't bamboozle me, my nigga, and then tell me, oh, I'm like this, 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 this. And really, it's the opposite. But the 80-20, going back to the 80-20 rule, you're not going to get 100% of what you want out of a person. I don't think so, at least. And I think that's unrealistic to expect that you're going to get 100% of what you want out of a person. That puts too much pressure on your partner. So when they fall short because they're human, right, when they fall short because they're human, then you're, like, mad at them. Like, no, it's okay if, like, you mess up. And if it's not, you can mess up in a relationship and it's not the end of the world. If you mess up and, like, I say, hey, babe, I don't know. So I'm going to give a stupid example because I don't want to give, like, a, I could give one for my own personal life. But we're not doing that today. If I said, wait, if I that's said, next podcast with her, that could be the next podcast. We can do real life, real life relationships with Sid. Like I don't know. I say if I said, hey babe, like can you go to the store and grab whatever the fuck I want to make for dinner? Like, and he just maybe he brings back the wrong like pasta sauce or you know that's okay. You messed so you're up. Petty. No, no, no. What I'm saying, <laughs> shut up. I'm not petty. I can be. I don't like being petty. Petty's too much energy. But if he brings back the wrong stuff, but it's something similar, I'm not going to be mad at that. But if this motherfucker looks at me and says, nah, bitch, I ain't bringing back nothing, that would be a red flag. Like, why not? So I'm giving, like, it's a real surface level, like, explanation that I'm giving an example. But, like, you really shouldn't get mad. Your partner's going to make a mistake. Don't be so hard on them to think that they can't, because guess what? You're not perfect, and you're going to make a mistake, too. You're... Everyone tends to think of relationships from their own perspective, which you should. But when you're coming together with someone else, 
you've got to take their shit into consideration too. And it's y'all didn't grow up the same more than likely. Like people, you can look at we can really go as far as like the nature versus nurture conversation and look at siblings. They might have a completely different idea of relationships and love and all of that because they're two separate people, although their environment was the same growing up. You know what I mean? So how would you and a partner that don't know each other didn't maybe didn't know each other growing up gonna be the exact same? You're not. Going kind of surface into that with that uh, explanation of nature versus nurture. How do you feel to individual people like going like I'm a human, you're a human, you go into a relationship. If you can't maintain yourself as an individual, why? Why, why do you? you yeah, why do you think you could be in a relationship? And why do people? I'll say men and women both think that they can just be in a relationship not taking care of themselves and thinking love will fix all um i mean i could say fairy tales (laughs) that's the easy answer but to be honest i think a lot of people don't want to be alone you see a lot of relationships especially in the bay shout out to the bay everyone knows our rent is so expensive and i know quite a few relationships that would have been over years ago but rent is too motherfucking high (laughs) i know quite a few shout out to y'all good luck but to be honest a lot of people don't want to be by themselves they'd rather be in dysfunction than be alone and i get it but see i'm also going to tell you this and here's where my independence comes from i think partially the way i was raised i was able to have these great conversations with not just my parents but my aunts and uncles like no one sheltered us from having very candid conversations about a lot of things right but most people don't want to be by themselves most people do not want to be there it doesn't matter they would rather be in dysfunction but know that they have that person to come back to because it's a comfort level rather than to sit there and say eh, i'm by myself i gotta start all over i was i'm an only child so my baseline is being by myself so i know how to function and be okay like i got up this morning i didn't even know i was gonna see aaron at all we started so we started chatting because of those um jordans that i wanted which let me just tell y'all something i am a grown-ass woman right this is the first time in my entire life that i've wanted a pair of jordans and i lost many raffles this morning okay first time in life now i know what i'm doing but I didn't know I was going to see Aaron. I'm, again, I got up this morning, got myself together, went to the gym, came here because I was hungry. And then we were chatting about whatever. And then I was making fun of myself for not being able to open this damn lemonade. But, I mean, any other time when Aaron and I have linked, we just, like, we'll sit, literally sit down at Whole Foods and he will open up this goddamn lemonade because I can't open it on my own. There you go. And that's because I broke my wrist when I was like 10. So there you go. <laughs> I can't grip. And there you have it. That is a, uh, you can say this is a little teaser to the endless and boundlessness of Miss Sydney. Yeah, and that's that's why it's a tease. Because he, he got to be for the people. Shout out and respects to everybody listening. Uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast are you not gonna tell them how to find me on social media can i finish can i she don't even want me let me finish like this is how my outro outro goes tell the people this is how our banter goes tell the people how they can follow you tell the people if they need some help with anything how they can reach you 
Okay, well, if you want to hit me up on Instagram, it's my name, Sydney, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-R-E-E-D, so Sydney Reed. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's Sid Reed, and then two underscores after my name. Um, I don't know if you guys want to sit back and have conversations, and you can email me. My email is on Instagram, but check out my content. It will be coming soon. Erin has been pushing me to start a couple of ventures that for whatever reason, well, no, I can't say that. For a couple of reasons, I've held myself back and it's to the point now where I don't want to hold it back anymore. Yeah, she doesn't want to be a poodle anymore. Shout out to not being a poodle, being a fucking big dog. <laughs> big dogs out here. But yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. Next podcast is probably going to be a little bit deeper because I can tell by the look on your face that you were ready. And that's when the best time to cut off a podcast is. And we'll I'm catch you on the dog. flip side. I was like, we were get, getting into it. He was like, oh, bye. <laughs> That's how podcasts go. And on that note, we out. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was fun. Fun, fun, fun. We weren't, you know what? I'll tell y'all what. As we started this, right before, he was making, damn. He was making fun of me for not wanting to do it. And then what? 20 minutes later, here we are. So, there you. you have it. She's welcoming me. Doesn't want to get off the mic now that the mic is hot, but it's all good though. Next podcast, probably I'll be on somebody else's podcast, maybe her own podcast. It's supposed to be out and done by uh, end of July, but it's August now, so we'll see. <laughs> and there you have it. Shout out to Miss Sydney Reed. Gonna be uh, definitely podcasting again. Look forward to her podcast too. And up next, as always, with her choose her sleeper. Just like last week, shout out to Bobby, shout out to Sydney, getting these uh, people on the podcast to give their perspectives about a few things. So, hope you enjoy. Catch you next weekend, next weekend, next week. As always, it's just my perspective. This is anti-hesitation. It's a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th that granny house with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the great pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platforms to explain it. He frustrated, so he get faded. But deep down inside, he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication. Hard work plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. Dedication. Thinking out the box, boxing homies three on one. Got DP, but I ain't dropped. Chirp on me, here I come. Spin around the block, they broke on me. Said I ran a stop sign, but that's a lie. I spent my whole life staring at the stage, playing Sega, daddy smoking Sherm, mama playing Spades, catching papers. Grandma said I get some Jordans for my grades. That's my baby. When she died, my heart broke a hundred ways. I spent my whole life trying to make it, trying to chase it. The cycle of a black man divided, trying to break it. You take a loss.
lost shit, don't cry about it, just embrace it. Mind a setback for major comeback, that's my favorite. My nigga L said you do a song with Nip, K dot here better grip. I said he a man first, you hear the words out his lips about flourishing from the streets to black businesses. Level four, y'all living, giving to false imprisonment. Listen close, my nigga, it's bigger than deuces and foes, my nigga. Since elementary, we close, my nigga, you're straight like that. I give you the game, go back to the turf and give it right back. For generations, we've been dealt bad hands with bad plans. Prove your dedication by hopping out grand ams. I'm at the premiere, politicking with top nip and snoop. Damn, clock watching the way we groove. From dedication. Hold up. La, this ain't entertainment. It's four niggas on a slave ship. These soldiers are spirituals. I swam against them waves with. Ended up on shore today. Amazement. I hope the example I set's not contagious. Lock us behind gates, but can't tame us. Used to be stay safe, now stay dangerous. 'Cause ain't no point playing defense, nigga. That's why I dove off the deep end, nigga, without a life jacket. Couple mil, tour the world, all my life cracking. Cook the books, bring it back, so it's no taxes, royalties, publishing, plus our own masters. I'd be damned if I slay for some white crackers. I was mapping this out, I hit the heights backwards, hopping out the 85 and Reebok classes. Read a couple marathons just to get established, to make it happen. You got to have dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more my sacrifice, I'm done waiting, I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying? Dedication. Dedication. Ah! Ah! <laughs>